June 16, 1935, a young girl in Peoria, Illinois, was dropped off from a streetcar, never to be seen again. This is the story of Mildred Hallmark. Good morning. It is hump day and this is Kelly and I am ready to do my first full episode on a true crime case here in Illinois. So it is in the 30s, Peoria, Illinois, which is the heart of Peoria. Got my sources from the Peoria Public Library under a Hallmark murder online and um, the uh, mysteriousheartline.com, which is an awesome, awesome website if you're interested to look that up, mysteriousheartland.com. Okay, let's see. We got June 16th, 1935. It was a rainy night. Mildred Hallmark was 19. She was a Catholic school graduate and worked at Bishop's Cafeteria, downtown Peoria. Um, that night, she was asked out by a co-worker to go to the movies and it was a Sunday night so she went ahead and went to the movies with this co-worker and then after she, after this she boarded a streetcar. Now back then these were really popular um, in the city. Uh, the streetcar is a railway vehicle that runs on tramway tracks on urban streets. It's also known as an electric street railway. Awesome. I wish kind of wish they still had these but you know they don't. <laughs> Um, she got, she lived on Maywood Avenue, which is not far from the Knoxville, um, car that she had boarded. She boarded a Knoxville car. And then as she got off of it, um, she had to get home, still had to get home. So she was in the rain. It was raining and a nice guy pulled up. Well, he pulled up and asked her if she wanted a ride. His name was Gerald Thompson. He was 25. So she took the ride, but she was never seen again until her body was found in Springdale Cemetery, deceased, partially clothed. Um, Springdale Cemetery is the largest cemetery and oldest cemetery that we have in Peoria. It is 225 acres and has over six miles of roadway. I have driven through there before. Um, it is, there's almost 7,000 people who reside here as their final resting place. Um, it is a very beautiful cemetery. They even have a pet cemetery, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, now, this guy worked at Caterpillar, this Gerald Thompson, and he was uh, very likable. Everybody thought it was such a nice guy, very lovable. They could not imagine uh, him being involved in anything like this. Well, Mildred Hallmark, her father also worked at Caterpillar. So I don't know if they, they weren't like close, uh, but you know, they knew of each other, you know, working Caterpillar is very big. And now we have all these different locations, but back then I'm thinking maybe there was only one location. I never did find out, but, um, so, uh, her dad, worked at cat and um 
he, like I said, there was no close relationship with them or friendship with them or nothing like that. But he did go around and collect donations for her funeral, um, you know, to give her her funeral. And Gerald Thompson proudly gave the 25 cent donation. So <laughs> just to mention that, um, they did find him or they did bring him in for questioning um he was taken in a week after the murder um they were questioning i mean they were questioning all kinds of people but he was taken in and um because he was the last one to see her he ended up picking her up i'm not sure exactly how they found this i'm sure back then they just went through questioning um you know there was no electronic um uh like cell phone uh, histories computer histories nothing like they just had no way of going about that. So they had to question everybody. And he, they took him in and interrogated him is what they did. And um, he confessed after 26 hours. Um, he had a whole other side that nobody knew. Like a lot of these uh, many, many serial killers are like that. It's like they have a whole other side when everybody that knows them thinks they're just such a nice guy. And he would never ever be in you know do anything like that um a little bit about his background excuse me his mom was 14 when she had him and she was a child so he was raised by his grand grandparents and he never found anything about his father there was no news on his father um which is really really sad especially that his mother was 14 you know um well the trial after he confessed he confessed after 26 hours of interrogation and the only reason he confessed is because he broke down when they put her garments into his lap mildred hallmark's garments um he broke down said he he confessed that he strangled her to keep her from screaming because she did die of strangulation well they went ahead and had his trial in july of that let's see she was murdered yep in june and um, boy, they really sped things up back then. Trial was in July, no air conditioning back then. So everybody was hot and sweaty and nobody was in a good mood. They had to open the windows and it just, it was just so hot. I can only imagine not having air conditioning. But the thing about this trial is there was no jury. Only the judge was there. Um, he, uh, Gerald said that he had a coerced conf- confession, but they knew it was not coerced because he had a goal to rape a woman every week. He was Peoria's first serial rapist. There was other women that he raped. I think they come up, they came out, they came up with 16 of them um, who came forward and admitted that he did this to them. He raped them and then would blackmail them by taking naked pictures. And then, of course, he would say he's going to show them to their families and that she was a willing participant and all that stuff, you know, and which is horrible to me. And this is a guy that proudly gave a 25 cent donation for her funeral to her father with no conscience. Um, the, uh, it, just, it just makes me sick. Okay, he was put to death, believe it or not, in the electric chair in Joliet, Illinois, October of the same year. 
Um, like I said, they really sped things up. Of course, they knew he was guilty. He, um, there was no DNA. That's the one thing about, you know, back then, there was no DNA. Um, it was very, very hard. He even had a girlfriend. I mean, I just, he was, you know, like a lot of them. I mean, you know, Ted Bundy was like that. And um, who knows, however many other people. Uh, but he had a girlfriend even. But there was no DNA. And there was no, like, other way of finding um, if he was guilty, except for his confession and all these women that came forward. And I'm so proud of those women that came forward. Um, but his plan to rape a woman a week. And it read, I read on there online uh, that he was, um, that it was 53 women at the end of the year was his goal. He wanted 53 rapes. But Mildred Hallmark was his only murder. Now, there is a little bit more about this. Um, she was murdered in Springdale Cemetery. And I know a lot of people out there probably don't believe in the supernatural or ghosts. Um, I'm kind of skeptical myself. But they have a metal gazebo. I have not seen it. Because at the time I drove through the cemetery, I was not familiar with this part of the story. But it was a um, metal gazebo, beautiful, beautiful metal gazebo. You can look it up online at Tales and Tales. Dot com. That's T-A-I-L-S and T-A-L-E-S. So it's Tales and Tales. And um, there is a story about her. Uh, people have seen the lady in white in this gazebo or right by this gazebo hovering. And people have um, admitted to seeing orbs in this, like around that gazebo at night. Um the cemetery closes at sundown, but people do sneak in and try to catch a glimpse of the lady in white. I think it's very beautiful if I ever saw her. I think the lady in white would be very comforting and a very pleasant sight. Um, like I said, she was only 19. At this time, my grandma was 16. And I just think it makes me sad because I think of my grandmother, you know, and I think of all these other women back then in the 30s that never came forward. It was hard for those girls to come forward. Um, and when someone has blackmail on them back then, you just, I mean, you just don't know, you know, what, um, but, uh, back to the lady in white haunted Illinois is a good website that I found and haunted Peoria. Both of those are really, really good. If you ever want to look up this, this, um, beautiful story of Mildred Hallmark, I wish I knew more about her, about her past. I know she was from Kentucky and her family moved to Illinois in the twenties in Peoria, um, very sad case. And I just wanted to tell her story for my first true crime story. I'm getting, um, starting to know more about this, about recording. I'm not sure how to edit. So I'm sorry if I had some parts where I was stuck or had a phone call come through, but, um, I am learning and I hope that I can grow this podcast because I really want to expand and get some more stories I have a couple in mind and if anybody has any suggestions of any stories they want me to cover you can get on my Facebook page at Kelly's true crime and coffee chat or is it Kelly's coffee and true crime chat <laughs> Kelly's coffee and true crime chat true crime isn't that terrible I can't even remember it and I just put the name up but anyway it is a private group um there might have they might have some like um questions to answer at the beginning of the facebook page so i will um let you in if you are a fan of 
my true crime podcast or have listened to it. So I will see you next time. Happy hump day, everybody. September 1st is coming and Halloween is coming. So it would be a good time to take a little tour of Springdale Cemetery right off Prospect in Peoria, Illinois. And maybe you might see the lady in white. I will see you next time.